More from the Media First blog. Imagine you're the boss of a premium car company and you're keen in your media interview to dispel the claim that your vehicles are stolen more often than others. Now, probably the worst thing you could do in this situation is to repeat the negative language used by the media. It's something we always highlight during our media training courses. It's a golden media training rule. Yet, we continue to see spokespeople make the same mistake. And now we can add Adrian Mardell, the chief executive of Jaguar Land Rover, to the list of those who've driven him there. And now we can add Adrian Mardell, the chief exec of Jaguar Land Rover, to the list of those who've driven into the negative language trap. Speaking to journalists about the company's financial results, he reportedly reacted angrily to reports the Range Rover Vila model was the most stolen car in the country. It is not Britain's most stolen vehicle, as reported incorrectly. That's what he said. Before, adding, he wanted to correct what he described as misinformation and a myth about thefts, in particular where Range Rovers were concerned. So here's how that response was reported by the media. The BBC News said, Our Range Rovers are not UK's most stolen car, says Jaguar Land Rover. From the Daily Express, Jaguar Land Rover boss claims Range Rover isn't the UK's most stolen car in angry outburst. And the National has, Land Rovers are not UK's most stolen cars, chief executive says. You know, these aren't a great collection of headlines for the poor comms professional to read when compiling the Jaguar Land Rover media report. And it's a shame because it distracts from some strong content. For example, partly funding a police crackdown on car thefts and increased security at UK ports ticks many newsworthy boxes. But other than an article in The Telegraph, that aspect didn't get much attention. Now, we regularly notice spokespeople repeating negative language during the telephone interviews we carry out with delegates during our media training courses. If we ask something like, this is very disappointing, isn't it? Or aren't you disappointed? Or you must be embarrassed. Well, the most common response is, well, I wouldn't say it's disappointing or I wouldn't say it's embarrassing. And that's repeating the negatives. Part of the reason for this is that we do it in everyday conversations. Think about it. If your partner accuses you of being lazy, for example, well, many people will respond by saying, I'm not lazy. Now, we want media interviews to sound like natural conversations. But when it comes to negative language, we need to move away from this natural instinctive response and mentally edit what we want to say. Repeating negative language gives journalists a neat soundbite or quote with you saying whether you are disappointed, embarrassed or in this case, whether your expensive car is the most stolen. Those words will be credited to you. You end up telling the story with the journalist's words rather than yours and those words will almost always be used. And that can reinforce the strength of the accusation and bring it to a much wider audience. I was one of many that I imagine were unaware of what the most stolen car was in the country until I saw the coverage of these remarks. The impression grows, and people who hadn't previously thought of Land Rovers as being particularly vulnerable now have a doubt in their minds about security. So, what should media spokespeople do instead? The car boss may be angry about the initial reports and the claims he believes are incorrect, and he might feel compelled to correct what he describes as misinformation and myths about his car and set the record straight. But that can be done without repeating the misinformation. Rebuttal does not need to begin with repetition.
highlight that thefts of Range Rovers have fallen by 27% last year compared to 2022, show that only 11 vehicles out of a total of 12,800 sold had been stolen, that's according to police data, and then discuss the funding you're giving to police to tackle the issue. That approach tackles the misinformation, helps move the story forward and creates a much more positive message. The good news for Mr Mardell is he's not the first and he won't be the last to find himself at the centre of stories caused by repeating negative language. Volkswagen boss CEO Matthias Muller infamously said, we are not a criminal band during the company's emissions crisis. And Prince William declared, we are very much not a racist family when asked about an interview given by Harry and Meghan. But there are other areas where spokespeople need to be wary about negativity. The first is when they introduce their own negatives. Now that's often done to dispel an issue in the background that does not directly relate to the question asked. For example, during a COP26 press conference, Boris Johnson, the then Prime Minister, responded to a question about the sleaze scandal involving his party by saying, I genuinely believe that the UK is not remotely a corrupt country, nor do I believe that our institutions are corrupt. Well, no one had asked him if the UK was corrupt, but his response spread the criticism to a much wider audience. The other area is when spokespeople remind journalists and their audience about something that went wrong in the past. It could be something like a high-profile departure, a workplace accident, product recall or loss of profit. And the journalist may ask about it at some point, but they also may not. So don't bring it up and remind everyone about it unless it's raised. So the next time you're in the media spotlight, don't let negative questions, comments or past incidents put your performance in reverse. Read and hear more from our blog at mediafirst.co.uk. Media First, specialists in communication training.